powered by Riverside FM. Okay, so now let's put it to one side of recording again. So let me change that to power rankings and see if that applies. Power ranking! Power ranking! Uh, yeah, should we, so so for this episode, should we do it in the style of... Um, who's the, who was the old, um, you know, let's get ready to rumble guy? Oh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, it, he had a perfect name for doing that voiceover stuff. Um uh, let's get ready to rumble. Michael Buffer. Michael Buffer. Yeah, yeah, that, w- that was his name. Yeah, Michael Buffer. That's uh, I remember he was on an episode of The Simpsons where they were just like, we were going to get like Hank or um uh, Dan to do it, but I thought, nah, let's let's pay the guy. Let's I think get too, the guy because, to do it. I think as well because let's get ready to rumble. I think might be um. He's it's trademarked. Yeah, I think, I think he cop. trademarks it. Yeah, so, he did. Um, he does. He's the only one who can say, "Let's get ready to rumble." Okay. Um, well, I, I'm gonna blind. Okay, I, remind me to bleep that out. Of, bleep out. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. We're not rumbling, and we okay. are. We're we're not doing anything uh, that could be legally similar to rumbling here. Absolutely not. Um, okay, let me try and think of an intro then on the spot for. Um, should I even do a voice for this? Actually, this no, we're, is, we're, we're into it. We might as well just we're get already, going. The, the intro, this is the intro. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, this we're, is the intro. Folks, power ranking. <laughs> welcome to the end of the That's So Raven miniseries, where for these past few weeks, me and Kevin from Pixel Lit have been going through and reviewing the shooters of, um, of uh, Wisconsin-based uh, Raven software. And when yeah. I say the shooters that they made... We didn't start with the Black Crypt or Cyclones, but we did start with Heretic, their um, their first collaboration with Vid, which I thought pretty interesting place to begin with that. You know, it's yeah, uh, yeah. And then we went all the way up to Singularity, which was their quote unquote final original. Yeah, pro- it's uh, their send off. Yeah, because yeah. they're still around today, as we kind of been talking about. They're still making games. I mean. Making games, they're making game today. They're making one Call game of Duty year after year. Yeah, constantly they are just working on Warzone. One but, must array, one must imagine that Raven is happy. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I mean, I, I would hope so. I mean, the, one. I mean, one of the raffles is still. I think Brian is still the um, CEO of the company, and I'm sure he's very happy with the uh, stuff that they're doing. But um, yeah. But no, why are we here? Well, we're here because we're going to we're going to give our me and Kevin are going to we're gonna we're gonna bash it out. We're gonna we're gonna come up with the all time bullet time rankings for the games that we covered. There's ten of them in total, and we have them ranked on a scale of um, golden cup emoji all the way down to poop emoji, which is poop that's emoji. Be, that's the worst of the worst. Yeah. So, how should we do this? Should we try and do this like? Should we just should we just do it game by game and try and figure out where they should sit and then argue whether to swap some about or like what? Yeah, let's just do it game by. Well, let's let's yeah, let's let's do it game by game and then we'll have to probably slide them around as we yeah. as we go. 
You know what might be easy? Why don't we why don't we just start by putting Heretic at number five and then we can Yeah, say, I was about to say four or five for Heretic. We let's okay. slide slide Heretic right in the mid pack there. Okay, so I have a feeling it's going to live around there. Uh, I think between. so, yeah. Like Heretic yeah. was it was a good game. It was even though it was old, it was very kind of doom engine-y, it did feel like um it did punch above its way. It was pretty interesting what they came out with. So yeah, we'll put that at number five for now. Now, Hex and Beyond Heretic. I think that um, goes above. Heretic, above it, right? yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to move Heretic to number six, and I'm going to put Hexen now smack in the middle, because I think, I, much like the I'll episode, Hexen is just a more refined and more ambitious and interesting version of Heretic, essentially. Sure. They're more comfortable yeah. in the Doom engine. They're able to do a bit more with it. Yeah. Now, Hexen 2. This is where we split. This is where we split. The d- so the div- this is the divide because I like Hexen two a lot more than you do. <laughs> but do you like Hexen two more than the original Hexen? That's a good point. Um, mm. For me, I think the original Hexen is probably more fun than Hexen I, two overall. I agree with that as well. Hexen two is. In regards, it's an earlier Quake game, so they don't—they're not sty—they're not doing jo- Michael Jordan style styling at this point, like they, like they were with yeah, Hex. And they're not fucking Hexen, them kids, you know. Yeah, that I think Hexen right. Two is a better fuck. game than Heretic. <laughs> yeah, fuck them kids. Heretic, um, uh, Hexen Two, I think, is a better game than Heretic, but I think the same as you, Hexen is a more interesting, like just. Again, it just has more polish to it. It's got a couple more cool ideas on the go. And I think when you think of like a Raven game, like Hexen is that versus Hexen 2, which I feel like a lot of people probably didn't even know that it had a sequel. So I'm going to move Hexen to number four. Hexen 2 is going to number four. Sandwich him in there. Because I would say Hexen 2 is definitely better than Heretic. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like I liked Heretic a lot, but mostly as kind of like an object of fascination versus, say, yeah, what Hexen did. Where Hexen is just a sure, even today, is still a genuinely really solid game. Yeah, and now we get very much more into the Quake era as we now have to talk about Social Fortune. And I think you could slide that bad boy onto number three for now. Um, oh, you would put this above Hexen. Oh, do I? No, I don't know. No, I feel this goes thoughts? above Hexen too, a thousand percent. But sure, I, I think Hexen is. I think this Hexen this is go, still better. Yeah, so Hexen goes at number three, I think. And I don't know. Do you feel yeah. so? No, yeah, I wouldn't move those down yet. I would just move Hexen up to three. No, so Hexen is now Hexen is technically at the moment our bronze medal winner. Soldier of Fortune's at number four, Hexen 2's at number five, and Heretic's at number six. Yeah, Soldier of Fortune is a weird one, because when we initially talked about it, I kind of hated it a lot more than when I actually kind of dug into it, and we started talking about it, and I went, no, actually, this is just, on a pure gameplay level, this is good. Like, it's it's Meathead Rainbow Six, and I think because of that, it's just, yeah, it's a lot of... It has like a little bit of tactical juice to it, but not so much that it bores it down. It's just, it's just a fun, solid little game, and very unlike what they would do afterwards. You know, it's not like um, it doesn't have that Doom level design, which like the future stuff kind of does up until about Wolfenstein. So right, yeah, yeah, I agree. 
Uh, Star right, Trek so Voyager Elite Forces. Uh, this right is going below. This is going below Heretic, right? We're, yeah, I don't know. I could, I, I could, I could move it down to the poop emoji right now. But oh yeah, should we just put you, this straight at poop emoji then? Okay, th- let's put it right at poop emoji, which yeah. is hilarious. Uh, given like when we in that episode when we talked about the reviews, how glowingly it was reviewed. Yes, uh, Evelyn brought that up, and to us, it's a poop emoji game. Absolutely. Interesting. I got a, I have got an interesting question to ask you, though. And, like, even yeah. though on the episode that we did about Legendary, we were very positive and tried to be like, look, this is a this is a game that wasn't really able to kind of reach its potential. But, like, you know, right. we should look at it in object of fascination. I still think Legendary is maybe the worst thing that we've covered. It's the worst thing that we've played by far. Would you put... But... but but. Has Elite Forces beat that? Like, is Elite Forces worse than Legendary? So, I'm of two minds. Legendary yep. has things in it where you can, if you squint a little bit, you're like, oh, I see what they were trying to do. Like, they were, their eyes are too big for their stomachs. And sure. it just, they just failed on every level. But they had a thought. Um, Star Trek Elite Forces just feels is bland from beginning to end it's just Mm -hmm. it's it's like the unseasoned chicken of yes a first person shooter uh so i would still put i would i would possibly put legendary above star trek elite forces even though gameplay wise elite forces feels better to play See, I was going to go, because I agree with you as well in regards to, like, what you were saying, like, it's a more ambitious title and stuff like that, but then kind of weighed it out in my mind, I was like, I need something to kind of, like, peak this. And the thing is, is that because Legendary is still an Xbox 360 game and still came in the wake of, like, Half-Life 2 and Modern Warfare and has that kind of, like, it's not a great game, but it still has a expected level of quality of life and polish to it. Right. Elite Forces comes from an age before that. And although I should be before looking at Before Polish these, existed. <laughs> before Polish existed, yeah. And even though I should be looking at these things without, like, you know, bias, I should be, like, what I should be comparing this to games that came out at the time. But right. it's a Quake game. It doesn't play as well as Quake. It's not, like, you know. No. And again, it moves like, slower than Quake somehow somehow if i was more of a star trek fan maybe this would squeak a little bit higher because that is purely what it has going for it is production value but yeah legendary has griffins and werewolves and stuff and i know what those are and i like shooting those so like unfortunately just on pure subjectivity legendary is a little bit higher than that for me even though again all the interiors and elite forces are beautiful recreations of the game versus legendary which is set in gray warehouses or gray warehouses gray and subways and and uh streets in new york that are broken um, and this is an fps podcast so i should be more like well what's the shooting like and as bad as legendary was the shooting feels leagues better than they it did in the league force, it feels so. like your bullets are making impact Yes. As opposed to the phasers and energy weapons in Star Trek, where it's just like, yeah, um, just. But 
Unfortunately, Legendary is not on the list, uh, but were it to be on the list, it would be above, it would be above Poop Emoji. Uh, Elite Forces is getting a special, um, I'm trying to think of the, the term here, because not like a condom, uh, like a, not commiseration, but it's like, you know, when you get like a kind of a special award for kind of like right. um, going above and beyond. It, the, Elite Forces gets a special note for being so far the worst game that we've played for this podcast. Yes. And absolutely not deserving of the praise that it got at the time or since. Yeah. Apologies yep. to LGR, who does yeah. very much like uh, stuff. LGR likes the game? Oh, yeah. He thinks this, he, he thinks the game is tipped up, but then he is a Voyager fan, and he actually got the multiplayer yeah. working. So, and he he probably played it on a on a like a wood paneled oh god yeah no, ninety nine Dell computer or something. He had like period that. appropriate hardware. He had the fucking he had the box. <laughs> um, we may need to do a we may need to do a very quick ranking at the end of um, our box art, which is like you know our number one box. That's art, good. Which yeah yeah we'll, we'll quickly do that. But Star Trek. Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. Yeah. This is a toughie because I want to... So it's not as good as Hexen for us. No. So Hexen, I'm going to move up quickly and kind of yeah, put, let's put Jedi... that put that at a silver medal. But... I, I, I think Soldier of Fortune is better. I also than... think Soldier of Fortune is better <laughs> than Jedi Outcast. So once again... I was and I was I, w- I was hard on Jedi Outcast in our episode. I mean, yeah, I I Jedi I would but, potentially move it even lower, but wow, I'll, you'd put I'll, it you'd put it below a Hexen too. I might because the shooting in in I mean I the shooting section of Jedi Outcast is so bad it prevented me from even getting to the Jedi portion. Of in, the game. Oh yeah, like, that's right. You, so here's I the thing: I, had, I gave up on uh, it, it. Was just so like the fact that you can't hit somebody right in front of you with the 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 guns because the it's the range of of spray is just so all over the map in that game. Yeah, I so. I don't know if I totally agree, and that's just because of how I felt about Hex. Hexen Two had a lot of interesting ideas, but like yeah. Jedi Outcast has a level of polish to it that and yeah, when I say polish, I, I don't mean presentation. I just mean now like, that I yeah, and the more that I think about it, yeah, it is even with that, it probably still is more fun to play than Hexen Two. So let's yeah, I agree. Let's but, put it at okay. Four. Let's let on it in at number four then. Which I should by the way, and I should say to these people, uh, I should say to the people at home as well, Star Trek Elite Forces is the only game on this list which I think is genuinely bad. Everything else here though, they are all really solid fps games well, that's why it gets a the, poop emoji <laughs> yes elite forces Elite Force is worse than legendary everything else that we've played though even quite full to an extent does kind of feel like it does really punch above its way which again is the whole kind of point of the podcast is to kind of be like oh these games are just sort of like i think especially the later two games that they make it's like oh no these games are like genuinely very good actually we should so so Star Wars Jedi Knight 3 Jedi Academy. This is the one where I have not... I'm really struggling to think where to put this. I like it. Uh, I think it's a lot... It's So, to me, Jedi Academy was a perfect response to everything I felt wrong 
with Jedi Outcast. It's def is higher. It has to be higher than Jedi Outcast. Where I'm struggling is is that did I like it more than Soldier of Fortune? I think I I I personally liked it more than Soldier of Fortune. I thought it was mm. a lot more fun. But that being said, it is mostly a third person uh, action game. There's there's only a few opportunities where it dips back into first person. And I think I still prefer the campaign of Soldier of Fortune. Like it's sure. I mean, it's stupid more on a kind of, but it's stupid in kind of more of a story level. The actual gameplay of it isn't too bad. Yeah, is- it's very, it's very much um, Soldier Fortune's levels too are very much. It feel very quake uh, in yes. a good way, uh, but with just regular people in them instead of monsters. And, and I think that that is good for it, you know. And, and I think Social Fortune is consistent all the way through. Versus sure. Star Wars has the has higher highs but also lower lows. Like for every level where it's the Sarlacc monster and you're climbing across, um, you know, debris, that's a cool level. But then you have like, you know, the level where you meet Chewie and there's like no immediate way to figure out where the hell am I supposed to go? Oh god, yeah, that level was poorly was pretty poorly designed because you're just running through a bunch of like. Um, uh, hangers that all look yeah. the same. So we, it's definitely going above Jedi Outcast. Does it go below? Yes. Okay, so yeah, what I'm let's do, do is that. I'm gonna, Slide I'm all those down, all down. So now at number four is Jedi uh, Jedi Academy. Quake four. Yeah, number nine. Moving on. <laughs> hold on hold on a second now hold on hold on hold on all right go through the process is it is it worse than all of those things yes no 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 hold on hold on hold on okay okay i like heresic on a aesthetic and concept level more than quake 4 uh-huh. but if i was if i if gone to my head somebody was like being truly wrong. honest if, true, which would true you rather James. play, Heretic yeah. or Quake 4? I would probably rather play Quake 4. And it's only because it's a slightly... But then yeah. Heretic is more like Doom, so it's quick. Oh, God. The thing is, yeah. is that I like Quake more than... I like Quake 4 more than I liked Hexen 2. But that's purely sure. because of how much I do. But then this this is a this is a list about compromises. It isn't... It, Bullet Time isn't the James show. It's James and Kevin being show. working on this miniseries. So, yeah. What's give me your impression? Okay, defense. so okay. Why is Heretic higher than Quake Four? Uh, Heretic is uh, Doom, but Dungeons and Dragons. It yeah. feels it's it's fast, it's furious. It has it's it tried. Um, Heretic tried shit, whereas Quake Four took shit away. Um, okay, it, sure. Quake Four. If we're looking at them within the context of when they were released. Uh, Quake 4 took all of the worst aspects of, of Doom 3, which was okay, slowing the game yeah. slowing the game down. Flashlights, fucking flashlights. Jesus Christ, get out of here with the flashlights. <laughs> um, flashlights on only two guns? What, do you, what are we doing here? Um, yeah. And Quake 4 deserves to be below Heretic just because of the vehicle segments. The vehicle segments okay, yeah, are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Fair it enough. Is, it is Quake Four has the worst vehicle segments I have ever played in a game, including Mass Effect One. <laughs> you know what? And it totally reminded me of something that I can't remember if I said it on the episode or said it to you while we were playing it, which is Heretic was Heretic was a brand new game. Like no one was re- like no yeah, one had it was made built, Heretic was, before. It was built on the Doom engine, so it had the expectations of is this going to be as good as Doom? And I think it does it. But Quake 4 is a sequel to Quake 3 Arena and fucking yeah. all the other... Qu- These games that have been the specter of this series in regards to without Quake, you don't get Soldier of Fortune or the Star Wars game or Hexen 2 for that matter. Like, it is the... Uh, or, or Star Trek Elite Forces. It's the right. game that, like, you don't get any of those titles without. And so, like, Quake is so... Like, FPS games, Quake is, like, such an important franchise to that as well. And so the fact that the Quake 4 doesn't really meet those expectations and again like we need to kind of stress that obviously we don't know what happened in the development we don't know how much time they had to work on it oh we can really yeah we can only uh state our opinion on the finished product that we got obviously everything else plays into context but come on we're not we're this isn't video essay mode here this is no okay all right number nine (laughs) number nine with a bullet is quake four then now (laughs) I'm going Ooh. to. These two were probably going to compare a lot against each other, but I want to ask you a quick question. Yeah, I was about to shift everything down, which was going to put Hexen sure. in third place. Yeah. Should we move everything but Hexen down? Because I both these games are better than Soldier of Fortune, in my opinion. I would I would agree to that. Yeah. Okay. But compared, but comparing them to Hexen is the trickier thing in my mind because, especially putting it in the, not only is Hexen really ambitious and impressive for his time, Hexen does hold up, and it's also really fun to play. Hexen and plus, like you could release it as a boomer shooter, like you know, like Night Dive could do a restoration of Hexen, and they wouldn't have to do much, and it would still feel very unique to anything that's out now. So it's like very. Right. So like, let's leave Hex in the second place for the moment. But now, Wolfenstein and Singularity. This is the fight for who's going ahead. Right. And- I, so I'll state, I liked Singularity more than Wolfenstein. Sure. And I like, um, I feel like Wolfenstein is, um, Wolfenstein suffers a little bit from being trying to be too much like its contemporary the mm-hmm. contemporary shooters that it was released against um in the military shooter genre and i yes. think singularity so they both suffer from that singularity suffers in a different way where it's trying to be more like uh it's it's more in the uh offhand uh the offhand bullshit as i've started to call it sure. um, <laughs> Um, where it's that's where it's kind of um it's in that genre of shooter whereas i mean they actually they're both in it wolfenstein does the offhand thing too except it's trying to merge that with military shooters yes um and i think it's both elements of it are weaker for it um I don't know. Yeah. It's it's still really tough because here's I, here's how yeah. I see it. Because what we it. said about where Soldier of Fortune versus Star Wars, which is like Singularity is more like Soldier of Fortune, as in it is constant throughout. It it's 
there are some bits which get a little bit boring, and there are some bits which are exciting, but mostly throughout, it is incredibly... It is the... If you looked up solid in the dictionary, you would see a picture of Singularity, because that yeah. is a solid campaign. Beginning throughout. to end, and it also, by far, has the best weapon on this list. It does. It has a couple. It has a couple of cool weapons. It has a really cu- a couple of really cool weapons. The, I okay. I will get. So that's a point. Then I would give to Singularity is that it has better weapons than Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein has higher highs and lower lows. Like for yes. every like cool like like for the for every kind of like because the open world is an interesting idea in Wolfenstein, but they don't really do after a while. It, yeah, like, there's the not much done loses, with it. The right. gum loses flavor very quickly, which is a shame because that's like such a thing of, oh, wouldn't it be cool if this was like a big arena that you used to get between levels, but it doesn't quite reach that. Right. And then when you get to the next part of the game and it's all stealth, that sucks. But then <laughs> the levels that it has are like, oh, but it does have really shit boss fights, which I guess Singularity kind yeah. of does boss fights, but they're not, but they're more just like heavies, like that they may lock you in. Yeah, the arena, it's heavies it's as opposed to. It, it'll introduce a heavy, and then it'll, that heavy will become like Shit, a regular I've kind of sought myself out of this now, because I was ready to go to bat to be like, well, no, I think because Singularity is more consistent, and I even think... It's consistent and has... has It's consistent in, in its level of polish throughout. And Wolfenstein, you can see how they could make the game... Like, the episode we did with Jacob is so funny in regards to... Oh, but it's not as good as the the machine game. Oh yeah, we spend most of the time talking about literally well, every other about, game. Talking about Wolf- other Wolfenstein games than this versus Singularity, <laughs> where it's like we read all the development stories about what they had planned to do with Singularity. Right. But right. I imagine that game where you can age everything or whatever. And I prefer this. I prefer what eventually came out because it is so tight and so like is that Half Life Two Modern it Warfare is, Bioshock thing a very set PC and all the set pieces hit really well? You know, it's a tight ten hours. You know. Oh it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is a perfect rental game. Like it yeah. does have. We never tried the multiplayer in it, but the multiplayer was meant to be relatively interesting. Right. The Wolfenstein multiplayer, not so much. Again, like Wolfenstein has like the Tesla cannon, but it also has like the fucking defense mission that you have to do where a guy is like, hey, let me put up the tower. Uh, and then you have to... F- oh, oh, the I jetpack guys about in Wolfenstein that. are so fucking bad. That but then was... Wolfenstein has the cool fucking section where it's like Indiana Jones and you go into the yeah. temple. But then it also has a really bad boss fight where the guy's like a worm in the in the secret dimension. And so it's like... But yeah. then Singularity is just... I mean, I think of the, the, the my favorite bit of Singularity of when I replayed it was the bit where the helicopter drops and there's a bunch of mooks running at you. And in any other game, that bit would suck because it's a wave thing and people hate right. doing like horde mode wave stuff. But in Singularity, it's solid. And so it's like the fact that they're able to make that feel good is... Yeah, there was... Okay. And, and Singularity is number one. I mean, it's it's like, I don't... I don't like saying that the uh, oh yeah the newest one is is number one, but I think yeah. I think that's the funny. I think that's the thing to say because I think a lot of people might be looking at it and going, "Oh, so you like it because it's newer? Because you're more you like quality of life and you like modern stuff?" No, no, no. Singularity feels like a game it's that is made. It is made. It feels throughout. like a, it feels like a game made by a developer that has been in business for 20 years this because yeah. they started their company in 91 and this came out in 2010 so yeah 19 years 
And this feels like a game made by people who have 19 years of experience to go, well, we're not going to do the Valve thing of we're just going to show off all our all the magic tricks that we've learned over these years. It's more of we know how to make we know how to take a disaster, which was the original version of this game, and turn it into a solid seven out of ten. And that is like that is genuinely impressive. Yep. As a result. Yeah. Singularity Insane. falls short. It, it singularity falls short of a lot of things in terms of what it was aiming for it, in the genre that it was in. Like it, it's no Bioshock, um, but that being said, in comparison with everything, in comparison with everything else on this list, yeah, I agree. It's it's and here's an interesting question to ask. So this the game came out the year after Modern Warfare Two, which I think is like that's that's what killed Raven. That's why Singularity didn't sell because. One, what I was just saying now, where Valve is like, well, we're a developer that's been around for years and we're going to do all our magic tricks. Modern Warfare 2 is an example of a developer showing off all their fucking magic tricks, where they where they did that in Modern Warfare 1, and Modern Warfare 2 is like that, but way more, like, glitzy, because they know what to do. Right. Is that going to age worse than Singularity, though? It's a good question. I guess it really depends on our point, our what our point of view of like war games um sure is going forward i, I mean, think just more in regards to like the spectacle age because i think sometimes it does like yeah that's think, true like tomb raider 2013 is an interesting example of that of when it came out at the time the spectacle in that hits really hard but you play that game five years later and it and ages it feels, faster yeah the, the bigger it, the it, moment yeah, it, the, the, the moment the where like life. Yeah, when Lara Croft like falls off a thing and rolls down the tunnel, that's cool the first time. But when you've seen other games do that, you look at it more mechanically of like, this is shit, it's taking control away from me, I hate this. And Modern Warfare 2 has a lot of moments like that where it feels like, I would have, I would rather have more control versus the story you want to tell me. Singularity very rarely takes control away from you. And in some fact, like, the coolest bit of spectacle it has is the gun that lets you steer the bullet. And that is purely in the player's hands. Yeah, and Call of Duty has not. Well, Call of Duty has like the you know the plane sections and stuff like that, but nothing that really reaches that. Right. Yeah. It, I remember. Thing. So it, it 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 actually reminds me of the one of the big criticisms of um, it was a it, it in 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 context it's a kind of a small criticism, but I remember a lot sure. of people complaining in Doom Eternal. There is a moment in which you have you shoot yourself into Mars, right? Yes. With a big gun. And in that moment, the game took control away from you. You like you didn't even get to press the button. Like sure. there's no click. And I remember and I remember thinking about that and that and that when you when you use the spectacle and you take the agency away from the player. I think it ages whatever you're doing a lot faster than if you sure. tried to do something within the game to make it work, to make that work, you know? You have to use it sparingly. And, like, especially when we talk about jobbers, when you use Spectacle, it should at least be something that, like, might teach a player something. Like, sure. with the laser to Mars, you know, like, being shot to Mars, like, there's no there's no way they could have, like, done that. Well, I mean, they could have done it with, like, portals or something, but, like, sure. that's, that's a cool trailer moment. That that could be something that makes people buy the game. And, like, right. 
Wolfenstein has a ton of those. Like it has the the Nightcrawler Nazi guy, and it has like these big boss battles and stuff. But actually engaging with them, they suck. Right. Because the singularity is very workmanlike, as in it doesn't like it uses spectacle very sparingly. But it's right. mostly it's more Half Life. It's more like it's like it's not yeah. the best Half Life Two sequel because that's still Titanfall Two. But of course, it it's solid in regards to and again and like. We were talking about Bioshock, and Bioshock is slightly better than Singularity, but, like, when you compare the things that Bioshock is doing and Singularity is doing, which is the tone and the setting of the magic powers, but Bioshock has a lot of problems with it. The gunplay feels absolutely shit. This is Singularity, where the gunplay is feels pretty fabulous. Yeah, yeah. And so it's competing with that stuff, but when it comes to the flaws of both games... The flaws of singularity is still a little bit higher than that. So again, yeah. it's one of those games where it's a shame yeah, that it I didn't do better. I w- uh, it, yeah, it's a game I wish had done better, and that that we were looking more into um, a, a lineage beyond a Raven lineage beyond singularity would have yes. been. It, good it's to a shame see. they never. It's a shame they never. Or is it? I say it's a shame. I mean, never say never is the thing. I would love to see them make another original game after Warzone. I want them to take everything that they learned making the most the- polished games on Earth with the Call of Duty stuff and apply that to Hexen Free. Like one, yeah. Oh, that would be if they. That'd if, be a, wouldn't that be incredible? Like, that would be, be incredible. So I think that would uh, that would be huge too. If they were like, yeah, Raven is coming back. They're making Hexen Three. It's gonna be. It's gonna be basically everything they've learned from Call of Duty. Everything that they, but also their old lineage, their old DNA is gonna be in it. There's gonna be magic, and there's gonna be demons, and there's gonna be all that stuff. I think that would blow the doors off of Twitter for a, a day. A D and D campaign with the presentation and level of budget of like Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. That is, God, that would be a astonishingly good like, that would be that's something i want right now yeah we're gonna we're gonna we're going to i'm gonna write podcast, a letter <laughs> it's gonna be like you know the end of scanners where they're having like the mental battle yeah we're, it's gonna be that but it's just like making this game come into the singularity then let's put that at number one wolfenstein i mean yeah. it was funny because i taught myself out of i was gonna say well actually could we put hexen at number one instead now hexen is Wolfenstein or Hexen number two? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I would almost say Wolfenstein goes to number three. Um, talk, talk, talk me through it. What's your thoughts? My thoughts are Hexen is Hexen is iconic. Um, I think, and I, I, I know, I, I, sh- I'm, I'm bringing in like the cultural stuff around it. But Wolfenstein 09 of all the Wolfenstein games is the least like, it's not even for sale anymore. That's a whole nother thing. It's a whole nother thing. I mean, it should still be for sale. It's still a good game and all that, (laughs) that, that wonderful stuff, but it's um, yeah. Of all the Wolfenstein games, it's probably like the least, the one you think about the least uh, no, it's not. <laughs> I I prefer playing Wolfenstein 09 over Wolfenstein 3D or Return to Castle Wolfenstein, but that is because they are games of those time. 
versus, yeah, yeah their cash and, you know, innovation. Wolfenstein 09 isn't even in the conversation. Even, it's not even, even it's not that innovative. Yeah. No, absolutely it's, not. Yeah, it's I totally better. I'd my- say it's better in terms of like quality of life and polish and all that stuff. It's better. Yeah, than it has Hexen. it has more stuff than Hexen. You can do more in Wolfen, but then it's a new again. I totally talked myself out of it in this podcast. Of like, I thought it was going to be Singularity, Wolfenstein, and then whatever. No, I kind of I want to have. I think Hexen has to be at second place, and Wolf yeah. goes to third. Wolf is still better than Soldier. I, I'm, I'm not going to be. It's still like, better oh, than actually, Soldier so, Fortune. It's, it's, it's Soldier it's, Fortune, but no, it's better than. It's, it's got way more going on than. Like, it's got Soldier a lot Fortune, of. It, but, so let's let's be honest. It ranks in. It's on the podium. Uh, yeah, of course. Soldier oh, yeah, Fortune yeah, yeah, yeah. is not. <laughs> no, no. Um, the thing is, is that even like I Hexen came out in 1995. I was four years old. I didn't know what the space was at the time. Hexen, I only kind of learned about like later after the fact of like id software stuff and Raven software stuff. I had never played it until this podcast, and I would say that Hexen holds up, like especially yeah. if you're in the mindset of retro style shooters and like because one of my favorite games of like this year was um, uh, Power Slaved Exhumed, which was a night mm. dive restoration of a game that came out sure. in like '97, which well. It was a Metroidvania Doom game, which is like, wow, two things I love together. And Hexen kind of is almost in that kind of area in regards to, like, it's very non-linear. It's very about, like, solving puzzles that, like, you do something in Area A. Solving puzzles while dealing with demon hordes. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny, like, in regards to stuff that it did, like, you know, the different classes and whatever, I could kind of take it or leave it. It's a cool feature, but I don't really mind it that much. But it's not, like... The shooting feels really good in it. The like the level design's really solid in it. It does a lot. It it squeezes yeah. more out of the Doom engine than like even the Star Wars stuff squeezes out of the Quake engine. It does. Those games are still yeah. very much about it, pushing buttons. Yeah, but. this Hexen really rings everything you can get out of out of that engine. Um, I think so. Yeah. I think in regards to the like Singularity is a Cinderella story that like Hexen doesn't really Hexen is like, it's an incredibly accomplished developer sophomore effort, which is like everything yeah, they yeah. learned on the first one, polish it all out. Well, Singularity is like, it's that developer nearly 20 years later showing that, like, Hexen 2 is a, like, like Hexen 2 is a Michelin star meal, while Singularity is like the best hamburger that you've ever had from a roadside yep. diner. I agree. And. So just yeah. so just to reiterate at home, so at number poo, last <laughs> base is Star Trek Voyager Elite Forces. Number nine is Quake Four. Number eight is Heretic. And then, and then a huge there's like a there's like I would say like oh, a, oh big, yeah, the, a big okay, gap. So yeah, we should say that the gap between nine and eight is massive. So eight is Heretic, <laughs> seven is X and two, six is Star Trek, uh sorry, Star, Star Wars. Wars. Uh, yeah, Star is very much Star Wars. It's Star Wars, Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. Number five, then, so the top five are, at number five, it is Star Wars, Jedi Knight 3, Jedi Academy. At number four is Soldier of Fortune. At number three is Wolfenstein. Number two is Hexen, Beyond Heretic. And then at number one is Raven Software's 2010 FPS, Singularity. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that. I, think I feel pretty a, good about that. Yeah. I do wish, though, because Soldier of Fortune is so high up, I do... we. I, 
well, Raven Reloaded is something we'll talk about. Like, if we can do it as a Patreon series, that'd be yeah. fantastic. If not, Soldier maybe Fortune we'll do Two. It. Yeah, I, I'd love to do Double Helix after like giving it a bit more time. Sure. And sure. Yeah, maybe we'll try and we'll try and get Cyclones working. Maybe if we have the budget to like bring in like older computer stuff, we'll give it a proper go. We'll give it a shot. And the newer Call of Duty, I, Black Ops Cold War, I think would be an interesting case after Singularity. Yeah. I think, it would be, yeah. I think it would be worth checking out the the, yes. the the Call of Duty stuff that they on a on a Raven Reloaded series. Yes, and then as for the last five minutes, I think this will go very quickly. Let Let's rank the box arts. Uh, so number one is Heretic, obviously. It's I think Heretic's of, number one. Yeah, yeah. Her- oh, Heretic yeah. is is the best box art. They've, it's just why don't they make? I mean, I guess just Doom give me a fucking Eternals wizard shooting yeah. spells at skeleton skeletons that's just, it's cool as fuck like I, yeah. game box i'm so glad that we're out of the era where it was like like singularity is a perfect example of like what was the era of games box art like about 10 years ago where is a guy with maybe their back to you or it's like a bit of them and they're holding the gun it's, it's like so a lame bitch, it's, it's a soldier it is lame like yeah i um, i I'm so yeah. glad that with a boomer shooter thing, we've kind of got more of a return now to stuff that so looks like Harris. My 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 friends have a podcast called Oops All Monsters, and at the end of the episode of the monster they're talking about, they ask if that monster is bitchin' van art. Would you get that monster airbrushed on the side of a van? Heretic's cover, I would yeah. get airbrushed on the side of a van in a heartbeat. <laughs> if I if anyone was would be doing it. I would have a poster of her like if I had a if I had a room where I listened to heavy metal and smoked a lot of weed, I would yeah. have a heretic poster up in there, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. Um, moving down the list, I would say uh, we go to Hexen. Hexen, maybe. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hexen's got a yeah. Hexen's very. It's a little bit more understated than the heretic one, but it's still very much like in the same. It's there. Era. Yeah, it's in the yeah. same vein. Yeah, it, and it, I, I kind of like the title a bit. Like, Heretic's title is kind of like old-fashioned D&D model, where, like, with Hexen, they're leaning kind of more into, like, a, a Quake-style world. Been, like, somebody scratched this out. Scratched it into wood or something like that. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Next, yeah. I would put Wolfenstein. Yeah, And I think I'll purely agree. because of the thing that you were saying about Oops or Monsters, where it's like, would you have this guy spray-painted on your car? I wouldn't, because people might think I'm a Nazi. But, but if you remove if I the got hat, rid of the I, if I got rid of the Iron Eagle, maybe. But that is a cool maybe. design, and that guy does turn up in the game. So yeah, and those guys are annoying. But you know they they take a they're bullet spongy. <laughs> oh yeah, they, they are the sponges of bullet guys. Now, controversial pick. Okay, Hex and Two, uh, aka the Ricky Gervais atheist. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you see me in the atheist pose, but. That's like, a, that kind of, that leans into the whole Hex and Two thing of like, yo, bitch, and what's, what's this cool thing? This is like a little demon guy, like, starting to, this yeah. is like, this is like a shitty tattoo that you would get, but it's so in tone with those. Yeah, things. I think it's still online. I think it's, it's, but you can see, you can kind of see that things are starting to drift a little bit away from, uh, the, the art is starting to drift away from the source material a little bit. Yeah, um, we're getting more into like Batman eighty nine territory of just like you have the logo or you have the typeface. You know, you don't do the monster manual thing of this is what the game look. This is use your imagination. This is what the game is like, kind of thing. Which again, yeah. I prefer that just because it's I just yeah, like just, I prefer a just, nice piece of artwork. You know, yeah, 
rather than something abstract. Um, yeah. Give me a, give me some nice, give me a dude with yeah. some, some fucking a, spells. Yeah, exactly. Um, and now I have no idea because all these ones just kind of blend together a little bit in my head. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly, I would probably go, it's like, it's tough, but I would probably go Singularity. Yeah, uh, I, you know what, even though we were, we were dunking on it, but it's still, again, it's of its time, but it is still yeah. kind of like, it's a cool gun. People like to see a nice cool gun on a thing and, you know, would, it, it yeah. draws your eye. I, I would go with the the two Star Wars games are just kind of like. See, I was going to rank those lower because I think uh, it's funny because that those are very much in the Star Wars. Uh, sorry, in the Batman eighty nine thing of just, just a logo. logo. Yeah, but I don't think it's. I don't think that, that they're not very visually appealing. What were but you it's Soldier of Fortune, which is the one where I have no idea where to put it. Like, does it go below Singularity? Soldier of Fortune just does. Yeah, I would put. I don't know. I feel like Stol- Actually, Soldier you know of Fortune what? is pretty low to me. Let's put the let's put Soldier of Fortune underneath the Star Wars games then. So yeah, and now these two fucking because it's just some. It's Soldier of Fortune <laughs> is just a some wanker with a sniper rifle. On yeah, the exactly. Like it's like again, it has the bit of the Che Guevara poster thing of yo, I'd have that on my wall, but also. Right. I don't know. It's just kind of whatever. It's not even a um, dynamic angle. It's like it's poorly. No. It's it's a weird lighting. It's like uh, there's no energy to it. Um, kind of. But lifeless. I like I like it. I like it more than the, this fucking these God, gruesome. I would systems. I would put okay. So this might be controversial. I would probably put Elite Force above Quake Four. See, I was gonna even, quick, I, <laughs> I was gonna say the opposite, but you you say your piece. Okay. So even though Elite Force has very uh, graphic design is my passion energy. It is um, so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like, I like it because better because I feel like Quake 4 is just a reminder of what they took away from us, which was interesting Quake iconography. Uh, uh-huh. Like, like it is, it is, it's like, hey, it's the Quake logo, but really fucking lame. Um so I I look at it in comparison to that, but yeah, you you are right. The Elite Force cover is atrocious, and it has a Let, crosshair on it. Which I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you a quick question though. Like, I think this is what might be the decider yeah. on this. Is yeah, if somebody came over your house and was looking for your game collection, which would you feel less embarrassed about the box out? Because Quake Four, I feel like if they didn't know the game, they'd look at it and go, "That's cool. It's just a big icon." I feel like I would feel genuinely embarrassed. To have yeah. the elite for it is so cringe. It's like, so oh, you play this game? You play that? You've played this game? You're like, yeah. Like, even if you don't know what Star Trek is, they look at it and go, "Is this some kind of like? Is this some kind of like sci-fi nerd game? Are you What's a nerd? Pro- are, are you, you nerd? Are you some kind of fucking nerd? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that conversation could totally happen after being exposed to the Elite Force cover. Uh-huh. Um, it's terrible. This is Quake Four, where it's kind of like that's a cool symbol, and I guess it kind of looks like cyber stuff. Yeah, you convinced it. me. I would put. Let's put. Yeah, Elite Force is at the bottom. Of both so Elite lists. Force is 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 at the bottom of this list as well, and Quake Four co- and Quake Four is above it in this list as well. So, uh, so just for the folks at home, just reiterate. Um, so in dead last, um, winning the I don't know who's like a bad artist, like um, oh. Uh, like a, a cheap lazy artist uh uh well not to speak ill of the dead but what's his name um 
uh, uh, Robert was it Kincaid, the painter of lights. Um, oh yeah, Thomas, oh, yeah. Thomas, Thomas uh, with the Thomas Kincaid Award. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. So the Thomas Kincaid Award goes to Star Trek Voyage Relief Forces. Then coming up the rear, very close is Quake Four. Uh, then Soldier of Fortune, which is so is so much more generic than those two, but it's just I like the personality of it more than those. But sure. Then followed by the Star Wars ones, which are just trying to get so much buy on Star and Wars. Honestly, they could be interchangeable. I I have no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 at the same level. Absolutely. Um, actually, I'm going to put Jedi Outcast just a little bit above it because I like the neon blue more than the stupid sure. marble texture the other one has. Yeah. Then Singularity, which again it's a box art of the 2010s, but you know it's the light catch. Hey, you know if it if it ain't broke, you know that everybody was doing it. Everybody. Then was followed doing by. It. Then followed by Hexen 2, which of course looks like Ricky Gervais doing the... Um, the atheist thing. The atheist so thing. So fucking lame. So, but it also so, looks like a cool tattoo that you get on it, your arm as well. It is a, it's followed, a regrettable tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Followed by Wolfenstein, which I wouldn't have it spray painted on a van because it's a Nazi, but cool blue skeleton. And the Wolfenstein taste. We didn't even mention the typeface. It is. The Wolfen- it actually... The Wolfenstein yeah. typeface is fucking cool. And it, it always The word mark there, yeah, the, that word mark is 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 good. I mean, it, it's it's very good. It's better I mean, than Heretic's and, and, and word again, mark. I, we've already said it, if it ain't broke, like, that Wolfenstein word art has been used, like, since Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Yeah, they, it started them. with Return to Castle Wolfenstein, and that's just been the font since then. Yeah. Followed by Hexen, which is just kind of a lesser version of our winner, which is Heretic, which is yep, which cool. Is, Dungeons and a, Dragons monster it, manual. Heretic oh. is the bitchin' van art of 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 the of the list. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. just looking at it again. It's like all those cool fucking skeletons. Those skeletons aren't even... Well, actually, there are some skeletons in the game, but you don't meet a skeleton who has like a cool pink do in the game. Yeah, That's no, I, I, I love it. I wish... Yeah, I mean, if the game was this with... Uh, it might have ranked higher. Um, if it, yeah, if it was list. full of Ray Harryhausen skeletons, it would be number one. Oh my god! Wouldn't it be that so cool if there was like a Ray ha- Harryhausen style first person shooter where everything is, looked like stop motion? Yeah, like um, yeah. Try and well, I mean, you know, a lot of FPS games at the time did use. Cl- I mean, Doom That's uses true. clay models, doesn't they it? They use but clay yeah, models like with a, photos. A Ray Harryhausen FP. I mean, hey, we're pushing it. Hexen free. Let's make Hexen Free happen. Let's have it full of fucking Ray Harryhausen-style yeah. skeletons rendered with the Call of Duty engine. Fuck yeah. Let's make it happen, folks. Kevin, once again, thank you for being on this mini series. I guess, if this is the end of this mini-series, have you got any... Did your, like... So, what was your opinion on Raven going in, and what's your opinion... Like, has it changed? Have they changed um, your estimation after this? It's um, it's kind of like a. I would say Raven always had this opinion. Uh, I had an opinion of Raven that they were id light, you know. Yeah. Um, they were basically id, but not quite there. Sure. You know. Um, that being said, I feel like their output over the years, it's it's amazing. Their output has been much greater than ids overall. Oh sure, yeah. In fact, I'm not even sure we would have enough games. Would we have enough games to do a top ten with ID? Um, oh God! Well, that's what I mean. So with ID, you have you have Doom One, you have Doom. I mean, you'd have to maybe put in the level parts because you have Doom One, Doom Two, Quake One, Quake Two, Quake Three Arena. Yeah, uh, Doom Three, Rage, Rage, um, 
Doom 2016 and uh, Doom Eternal. Yeah, nine. You'd have you don't nine have enough games to do a top ten. Yeah. So, oh, and Wolfenstein 3D. Um, oh yeah, sorry, and Wolfenstein. So 3D. ten. So yeah, 10. yeah, yeah. Um, and that's just shooters because otherwise you'd have to dig up like Commander Keen. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, so that's it, it, Raven. Always felt like Id light, but I just feel like they were they were more like it. What if Id was just constantly churning out stuff? Um, yeah, the more interesting Id, I think, because Id yeah. like every game they put out was like this weird trendsetter. But it felt like they were all designed to be trendsetters to begin with. Like if like if if Wolfenstein 3D was and Wolfenstein 3D, it wouldn't matter because it would have been a game with that Raycaster engine in it. Same right. with Doom. If Doom didn't have Doom's identity, it wouldn't have mattered because it would have still had that engine. They are very much defined by their tech, and that was all the way through, to, even all the way through to Rage. And Doom 2016 is a good-looking game, but I think it's just so more exciting of, oh, shit, they managed to make a game that felt like Doom did in 93. And right. Eternal is, I mean, Eternal's an interesting, because I fall on the camp of I don't particularly like it. Like, I, I prefer 2016 to it, but I can also appreciate it for, like, this is different. They're trying to make it more like a character action game. They're try- they're leaning into all this stuff. It's going beyond just we made a good Doom game. They right. this is more like how are we gonna like evolve this into the next century, right? And Raven's stuff, although all of it is nowhere near to the level of polish of its stuff, I think is way more interesting. Like even even when they hit a dot like fucking Star Trek. It never had the conversation. I mean, jo- I mean, John Carmack always had the thing of strip out every element of this game until it's the core. Like, right? He kept saying to them on like Heretic and Hex, and just make it Doom with a D and D skin. Whereas when they go, when he's less of a voice in this, and they trying to do it a bit of exploration, yeah, a lot of it is a misfire. But right, they're playing around with stuff, and it is just so much more interesting to like dig into these weird little kind of failures with that stuff more than just oh they got a fucking you know they got a home run which i think is so indicative of singularity where it is this really interesting piece of no it's not to the polish of modern uh modern warfare 2 right but modern warfare 2 is probably going to age like milk in the next five to ten years whereas <laughs> singularity is as good now as it was 10 years ago singularity is not has already it's already done it's aging and it's yes. good it's going to just be good. I don't think that we're going to, I don't think in another 10 years, we're going to change our opinion on singularity any more than we have already. And we're already looking at singularity in a better light in regards to the games that are out today, where it's either like Far Cry or a battle Royale. And this is nothing like it. It's a cool little single player adventure game that they don't really make anymore outside of the Call of Duty campaigns. And exactly. I think in that regards, yeah, it is a shame that Raven are now in the Call of Duty factory, but it feels like, on Black Ops Cold War, they were able to be Raven again within right. the budget of a Call of Duty title. And it's the shitter that they are on War Zones, which is the most popular it's the most popular franchise on Earth with the most popular genre on Earth. They may be working on that for the next five years, but my hope is not that I want to be like, oh thank you, Microsoft, for doing a big merger. But right. maybe the hope is with the Microsoft buyout that might change the structure a little bit and maybe they might be able to make like a little epic. Because I mean, like Bethesda's been fantastic with it and like yeah. with Arcane and stuff. Like they've been right. able to, like 
they've been able to make dingers, but then go off and make something else, Bethesda, which, you know... Bethesda, I mean, you know, say what you will about any giant corporation, including Bethesda, but yes. Bethesda at least preserved, has been able to preserve id and yes. arcane and those companies their identities their core identities well as i feel like yeah raven activision has kind of just, activision yeah. just kind of like absorbed raven into the machinery <laughs> yeah they they basically said hey you guys you know fuck your imagination we just want the talent because call of duty is the biggest thing on earth so it, you know and it wasn't just them there's like what like treyarch and Neversoft and like all these developers which used to make like all these little interesting games are all on Call of Duty and I don't want this to be like a podcast of like oh Call of Duty are the worst games because they're not they're fabulous titles but it's because of the talent that's behind them right and the hope is that you know if I mean the the worry is is that if the wheels come off the Call of Duty train it doesn't become I'll do other stuff it becomes uh, closing all you down you know right that's the nature of business so yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to leave this on a. I don't want to leave this on a downer. But I guess what I will say then is that right. Raven Software is a developer I didn't really think of until this series, and I just yeah. have like the biggest appreciation for them now for what they're yeah. doing. No, and that's. I think that's the goal of the series is to to kind of cultivate and grow appreciation for, um, you know, the companies, the devs out there that, uh, to borrow the tagline. Not necessarily, well, not necessarily miss their mark, but uh, were have been overshadowed um, yeah. in the entire machinery of the FPS. Yeah. So, and I guess that is the end of the Raven miniseries. And with that, Kevin, you've you have been a star in regards to. You were here at the beginning of the concept. You know, the plan was originally we were going to like work on this and power through this together, but obviously you have. I mean, you have a full-time job for one thing, but also... <laughs> but Pixel Lit is also, like, you have to balance with that, so it has right. been kind of a matter of, like, you know, working yeah. around, you know, with other people and stuff. But, yeah, obviously, without you, this series wouldn't have even, like, got a start. So for all that, well, thanks. I like, say thank you for that. Well, thanks, and James. It's I guess been fun. Before, no, it has been fun, and I hope we... I hope we I hope we do a little mini-series together again. We'll be doing episodes, like, from here, but it'll be nice yeah. to kind of... Especially, like, because this was the first miniseries, it was interesting in regards to, this was, I mean, we recorded the miniseries before we even started anything else. So, right. like, we had the interesting thing of, like, trying to work out the, how the the series is going to pan out, like, what things are we going to talk about and whatever. And, yeah, it felt like, like, towards the end, we really did figure out what the energy was, which has obviously gone into everything else. So Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's been- James, it's been it's uh, it's it's been a blast. I love podcasting and being able to be part of this uh even just uh you know, banging out the uh concept at the beginning with you and and all that stuff has been a lot of fun. So and, I'm really again, looking like, forward. I, have, I haven't even mentioned the fact that like the episodes that we did do the mini series, that was like a boot camp in regards to Oh yeah. The, the plan was was we were doing them at I, I was gonna say as as uh, Phil was being married, but that makes it sound like that was a, a long term process of him being married. It was, like yeah, it was while he was it was while his uh his wedding basically was uh Phil yeah. my my podcast partner for Pixel it was is in the process of getting getting married and all that stuff so yeah a lot of our recording was based around the break that we took in pixel it for him to him to yeah. focus on that um uh, but we've hey we, it was a boot camp we've gotten a lot of time in 
Um, oh yeah. And you've gotten time in with the other hosts now um, at this point. And uh, I think it's, I think it's great. And I, I can't wait to be, uh, to return for, for uh, other, other series, perhaps, yeah. a, perhaps a Christmas episode. I don't know. We'll oh, maybe. Yeah. It'll, we'll it'll be see. exciting to see how, I'd love to see how things pan out. And again, yeah. we're not even in the new year yet. I mean, once this episode comes out, it will, but like, Right. After January, it feels like we'll be in a completely different space of like, you know, what's the podcast looking like? You know, what's our schedules looking like? Could we yep. like, you know, what, what what is in the future? And that's kind of what it has me excited, I think. Much like, Good. you know, I'm glad. Cool. I'm glad. Uh, before we wrap up, then, is there, uh, I think I know what the plug is going to be, but obviously you have, yeah. the, um, you have the floor to say, you know, because you'll be back for future episodes, but like, yeah. um, if people want to follow you, if they feel like they need more Kevin if, mini series, they feel like they need they more of me, then you sh- they should check out Pixelit. Um, they can you can follow me on Twitter at the Arcadeologist, but you can follow Pixelit at Pixelit Pod on Twitter and Instagram, uh, and you can also uh, go to our website pixelitpod.com, where we post all the episodes with the transcripts. Pixelit, for those of you who don't know, is a ser- a podcast in which we read, recap, and review uh, books that have been spun off from video game series or their novelizations of video games, tie-ins to video games, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, James has been on the pod before. Um, and, um, but yeah, and one other thing I want to, I mentioned it earlier in the episode, my good friends over at Oops All Monsters, who I, yes. I, I took the concept of, of bitchin' van art from, uh, as my as my criteria for when I was rating the covers, uh, go check out Oops All Monsters uh, with two O's in Oops as Tiamat intended. Um, nice. But yeah, cool. Uh, as usual, I mean, I, I'm not going anywhere. Unfortunately, this uh, this this is the voice <laughs> that you'll hear pretty much in every episode <laughs> of the podcast. Uh, I've been James. You can follow me on Twitter at Hot Cider H O T C Y D E R. Next episode, it will be a new guest host. It's a voice that you haven't heard in a while. It'll be Snake, who... Actually, I guess you would have heard him on the Christmas episode. Kevin, well, depending on what happens with that. Uh, but that'll be another one-off. Uh, we're going to be covering um, the, the the third-person shooter, 50 Cent Blood on the Sand. <laughs> the the 50 Cent tie-in game. Um, and we'll be doing that with um, video maker uh, Mitch Kramer uh, from the channel Heavy Eyed. So I hope you join us for that. But until then, thank you very much for joining us for this Raven mini series. And as always, folks, keep blasting. Kaka, kaka, kaka. Oh yeah, raven. we didn't do a lot of Raven sounds, did we? For this? No. Uh, Too late well, now. We, <laughs> we, did, we, 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 we did some now, so I guess. Yeah. Let's sprinkle that in. Yeah, exactly. The Bullet Time Podcast is made possible by Eric Hamilton Schneider, Valerie B, VG, and the Hot Cider Support Tier. If you'd like to help with the production of episodes and gain access to extra content, consider supporting over at patreon.com forward slash hot cider. That's H-O-T-C-Y-D-E-R. A special thanks to Max Coburn for the Bullet Time theme tune.